0: You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. For anyone listening out there not having a good day, please know there is help out there. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas. I'm Fatima, CEO at Agile Management Office, Mental Health Ambassador, and your host, This podcast is made possible thanks to Agile Management Office. We help businesses solve challenges around project delivery and governance using 20 years of proven practice. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the important things that they don't teach you at university and why it matters. Some of the biggest challenges or learnings that I've gained in my entire career have been gained by being on the job. Over the last 20 years, I've had the uh, opportunities and the pleasure and sometimes displeasure of working in a range of organisations and learning firsthand by working with people around me. I will talk a little bit about why I didn't go to university and how that has impacted me positively and negatively and what are some of the things that I hope others can learn from my situation. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to your feedback. So let's get started. So where where do we start when we're thinking about university? There are so many pros and cons, depending on the career path that you're going to go down, particularly if you know what that is. Of course, there is a number of different reasons to go to university. And this podcast episode is definitely not... episode to tell you what to do or not to go to university. It's just purely sharing my experience because for those who've listened to me for a while will know that I was not successful in um, attaining the right score to get into the university degree choice that I had made early on in my life. So this podcast is purely about my experience both positively and negatively and it all started because I was in the supermarket recently and a young 17-year-old cashier asked me what I did for work and I started to tell her that I was a project management consultant, that I ran my own business. At that point, she said to me, oh wow, what, what university degree did you study? And I said to her that I didn't go to university and she looked really puzzled at that point in time and said, how do you become a manager if you don't go to university? Now, obviously, she's quite young and perhaps not far off her possible path into either her career or university, but it made me wonder when a question like that is asked, How do you become a manager without a university degree? Well, I think many people, including myself, know that you don't need a degree to be able to become a manager. Now, of course, there are going to be some skills and some uh, knowledge that you will obtain in your career that may come from university that will help you be a better manager. But it's definitely not the be all end all to, to go down that path. So it had me thinking, and this isn't the first time that I actually have had a similar question, not always from a 17-year-old girl and not always in the supermarket, but it made me reflect. And it's something that I've reflected on a lot over the years. As I said, university wasn't a choice for me. I didn't have the ability to go to university at that time in my life when I was 17 because I was unable to secure the right score. Now, there is a lot of different paths around university when, when if you go going back sort of almost 20 years when I was finishing high school or secondary college. And of course, there were some options that were put forward. But for me, just knowing that I didn't get the score that I needed to get and I was quite a while off that I was quite devastated. In fact, at the time, I actually didn't really know what I was going to do. Deep down inside, I thought I was going to do something in law or perhaps something to do with speaking. For example, um, thinking about watching people like Sandra Sully on the news channels growing up, I really liked what she did. And I thought journalism would be something that I would enjoy. At the time, I decided to put my chances in to be able to go into a law degree but unfortunately I wasn't able to secure that as a result I had to think about some other options now I'm the type of person who is extremely uh, proactive and energetic and I really love to roll up my sleeve I mean even today running a business with a team of 10 I'm always getting involved wherever I can and helping them out in our projects There are different types of learners and I'm one of those people that really, really needs to be hands-on and it gives me a sense of satisfaction to be able to help people every day. So when I didn't succeed in securing the right score for university, I had a few choices. One of them was to try to get into university via a different path or go go away from university and go into an organisation and do some sort of internship or traineeship. Or going going to sort of a, um, a TAFE uh, course, which would help open some doors. So I did a little bit of the above. I ended up going to a TAFE course and I, you know, in, in some instances, you would call it technical, a sort of a technical school. And I actually undertook some business administration courses. And I remember the course itself was initially um, a, a sort of within the first year, it was something that I was doing, um, you know, in a classroom environment, very, felt very similar to school, except we didn't wear uniforms. And I got to experience that social side of as well, which is one of the things that negatively I missed out on that I, you know, appreciate from the, the university culture that you, you get to be part of that experience. And then after a short period of time and finishing that TAFE course, I ended up, being able to register my interest in a traineeship which would have given me an opportunity to be a part of an organization at the time the organization was um, a fifty-five thousand employee global organization it was a manufacturing in the fast moving consumer goods uh, and also other packaged goods in um, organization sorry industry and I had remember applying for it. It was actually really close to home, which was quite good because back, that, back then, you know, the idea of working further away was just something really new to me. Grew up in a really closed sort of family environment and had really strict parents when my mom was quite strict. So you know, it was a really um, sort of a stepping stone for me. So I remember applying for the traineeship and I was fortunate enough to get some sort of interview skill sort of workshop experience beforehand. And fortunately for me, I was shortlisted and secured the role. So what that meant was I then had a year of additional learning, except this time I got to do it in a real life office environment. And I was actually able to complete a year course within nine months because I was being able to. To kind of be proactive and, and get further ahead in that. And I was really excited because the motivation for me at the time was if I finished this course in the period of time that I had, I knew that there would probably be a, a good opportunity for me at the end of it. Well, that's what all the colleague, my colleagues were promising. So I did get to finish that. And then I was uh, at the time um, offered an ongoing position in a fixed-term capacity, and that's where I started learning about contracting. Now, through that first working experience, it was one of the most sort of foundational work experiences. Being part of such a large organisation is something that I wouldn't have changed because I was effectively thrown in the deep end. And it was extremely rewarding to be able to be in an organisation that is that large because I had the pleasure of actually trying to figure out what everything meant. What is human resources? What is finance? I even followed the electrician around. It was so rewarding to actually get an opportunity to be part of so many departments. And as an intern, sorry, as a trainee, they were very welcoming of that. I had a number of different managers during that time. And there was some really um, sort of some, some really rigid rules in some instances. And in other instances, it was a little bit more laid back. But ultimately, It was something that really set me up. And that was where I found out about project management and learned about project administration, which is where I started my project management and PMO career. But I've talked about that in other episodes. so I'm not going to get into that today. But one of the things that has been sort of a constant little bit of a dark cloud over me, um, at least for the first sort of maybe five to eight years of my career or or 10 years of my career has been the constant questioning or challenge, particularly by recruiters who have in a number of instances Mm. questioned or challenged me on roles that I had applied for and because I don't have a university degree uh, were sort of quite rude, in fact, about it. I remember a very large recruitment firm that still exists today And a position I had applied for, and I was welcomed in to come in and interview for this role with this recruiter. And it wasn't, you know, not that far into the interview. And he turned around and and just said to me, you're not serious, right? And I was really taken back thinking, well, this is not a question that you normally get in an interview. Um, And he said to me, do you really think that you're going to be able to do this job and you haven't even got a university degree? And I remember precisely where I was. I remember what he looked like. And I just remember feeling so belittled at that point in time. It was really disheartening. And early on in your career, when you have that limited experience, you really don't know whether or not you're actually maybe a failure or not good enough because of comments like that. And that was one of the biggest points in my life where I thought, wow, i I wish I did actually study in university because it seems to be on every application and it seems to be requested everywhere. So there was many times where I would apply for roles where they would where they would request a particular degree. In fact at that time I think almost every job unless it was an admin job or an entry level internship traineeship type job they were constantly asking for, you know, a particular type of degree. So I was a bit disheartened and I remember then uh, thinking that I wasn't going to let that get in the way. So reflecting on the fact that I didn't get to go to university, I thought about what are some of the things that you don't learn or they don't teach you at university? Now, I've had many conversations with many people and have worked with many people who actually have gone to university. So I've done my research and I'm sure things have improved significantly from 20 years ago. But here's here's sort of my top six or seven. First of all, you don't learn how to cope in a high stress environment. Now, I know that I may be challenged on this one because studying, particularly um, in university, on some degrees might be more challenging than others. But for me, what I'm saying is high stress in terms of bringing together delivery and stakeholders and management and different needs and moving timelines and risks and issues and all of the things that I've now appreciated through my career around project management particularly, but also seeing some of the things that day-to-day BAU, business as usual teams go through. So you don't really get taught how to cope in a high stress environment, I think, as much as you would from being on the job. You don't learn how to deal with bullies or the office politics. I am not entirely sure how much has changed since then, But I recall many instances, I could count at least three very, very vivid experiences where early on in my career, I had been bullied both by men and women in different instances. In some instances, it was a group bullying situation. And there were a number of people, including myself, that were bullied by the same person. And in other instances, it was sort of malicious behind the scenes bullying. And that really, really, really tested me. It was something that I'd never, ever expected. I mean, you don't really know what you're expecting until you get faced with something like that. So I had to learn how do I deal with bullies and how do I deal with the office politics? And you can't know how to deal with these things by doing some theory and doing a course. You actually got to go through the unfortunate experience and also understanding how others have gone through it to really know how to manage it. I recall... The first bullying experience versus the last one, I handled it completely differently because I'd taken a lot of lessons. If anything positive came out of it, was the lessons and the resilience that I built. And so learning how to deal with bullies and the office politics is something that is really important. And I don't believe they teach that at university. You also don't learn about the different types of personalities, you know, like the Machiavellian, for example. There is so many personalities in any environment um, let alone where I've spent most of my career in corporate and the personalities that you deal with are so different um, and learning to understand them which I have a little bit more um, experience with now especially being in the industry for this long but also from from obviously doing some reading and understanding how to manage different personalities from you know the, the sort of the perfectionist, um, the office bully in all sorts of different personalities and just and learning to understand what they are and sometimes realising that, you know, someone may come across uh, not in a not so nice way but that may just be because of other, other things that are going on versus someone who's just constantly um, a negative person who's constantly putting others down. So you don't learn about that in university Another thing that I think is very underrated is learning how to organize your work and prioritize your day. Now, the prioritizing your day, maybe maybe they teach that, but learning how to be organized is so imperative, particularly in high-stressful high-stress high environments. These days there is so much going on, and particularly with managing remote work and family life. And you know, some of us are going back into the office a little bit. There's just so much going on. You've got to take care of your own personal development. You've got to look after team members if you're a boss or you're running a business. You know, your family life, uh, thinking about social events. There's so many things you need to think about. And learning how to be organised has been one of the best things um, for me personally that I've learned over the years by working through. Um, different scenarios and actually practically applying some skills and learning on the job. You know, when one person wants one thing and another person wants another, you've got to le- learn how to prioritize whose request is more important. Do you prioritize it by the deadline? Do you prioritize it by the seniority and the hierarchy that you are working within, which is another thing that often you do not get taught. So learning to organize is extremely important and I think it's uh, very underrated. You also speaking about stakeholders. You don't also you also don't learn how to manage different stakeholders. So we have so many different stakeholders, as I mentioned, personalities as well. But you have so many different stakeholder groups, and in many organisations, you work in a hierarchical structure. And understanding that structure and who's who in the zoo is really important. For example, one of the things that I've learned is that it's extremely important to. Um, always make time to befriend and um, make a make a connection with the executive assistants because they are the the gateway and the, the the entry point into the executives that you may need to reach. And so that's really important. also just being not being um, always just being uh, yourself and being, um, kind to everybody because whether it's the cleaner, whether it's the, the you know, the, the, the office, um, office assistant, the executive, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you've got different stakeholder groups and they all have different needs. And we need to learn how to manage those stakeholder needs. And there's a lot more we can learn about that in, in through, through the works rather um, in terms of stakeholder map, matrix mapping, et cetera. But that's a topic for another day. Another one, is you don't learn how to pivot on the spot so one of the things that's been really important especially over the last few years with COVID has been learning how to pivot on the spot at at points in time you don't actually realize how much uh, how much things can change by the hour or by the day and so sometimes my team and I, for example, might be working on something and then an immediate priority pops up from a, you know, our biggest client. And that priority in many instances supersedes um, some of the other things we might be working on at that time because a paying customer is always going to take precedence over some of the back-end admin work that we need to do. So learning how to pivot on the spot. And you may be doing one thing one day and then the next day doing something else. So there's a lot of different things you need to think about but learning how to pivot on the spot is extremely important. And also this one it can be considered contentious because unless you're studying marketing or a similar degree you don't learn how to brand and market yourself. Now, I'm talking far beyond the setting up a CV and putting on your LinkedIn profile. I'm talking about branding in the biggest sense of the word, thinking about how you are Uh, how you appear online, what sort of uh, topics that you are going to cover, how you present yourself from your profile, do you need your own website, Um, what is your social media, especially that is a big part these days. So it's all about that. And branding is more important than anything else because it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and it only takes moments for for it to be ruined. And so building a brand and marketing yourself so that you can have support to not only do the things that you love to do, but also help others do those things as well. And I don't think you learn very much of that unless, of course, you're studying marketing. So you see, there are many, many, many things that I think you don't learn from a university degree. Would I change it? No, no. I wouldn't. Did I miss out on a few things, particularly the sort of social aspects of university or maybe some of the deep down theory um, in particular topics? Yes, of course. But these days, so much is accessible all over the internet and it makes it a lot easier to access some of that information. I know that if I'd gone to university, I probably may have avoided a few mistakes and lessons along the way. Perhaps I would have been better at my financial management than I was early in my career Perhaps I would have gone down a different career path, such as law or similar. Perhaps I would have experienced some things that really inspired me to do more and learn more. Now, I think for me personally, it's been a really rewarding experience because I'm such a hands-on learner to actually just get in, roll up my sleeves and figure it out along the way the end of the day, business and career is like a roller coaster. You're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. But at the end of the day, as long as you're having fun and you enjoy the process, that is the most important thing. Now, if you're like me and you don't know what you want to do, then take the time to think about it. One of the um, really useful tools that I've come across over the years is a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And it's really helpful to help you figure out what kinds of work you like to do, your, what kind of people you like to work with, what's your mission and goals in life, and a number of other things. So try to take the time to think about it and don't ever do something because someone else wants you to. Don't go to university because a parent wants you to. Do what's right for you and the thing that makes your heart sink. So there you have it. Um, And just before we wrap up today's podcast, I would just like to say, I would really, really appreciate if you could leave me a review or tell someone about this podcast. A lot of love and effort goes into this. And I just want to know that you are enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, then just let me know. And if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, you can get in touch as well. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Agile Ideas. I'm Fatima. I hope you have a great day ahead thank you for listening to this podcast we welcome any feedback please let us know by going to www.agilemanagementoffice.com forward slash agile ideas you can also find us on most social media channels by searching agile ideas or follow me on linkedin thank you for listening please share or rate this if you enjoyed it I hope you've been able to learn, feel, think, or be inspired today. Until next time, what's your agile idea?